Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of B-School. I am so glad that you're here. Before we get into the show, I want to ask you to Take 10 seconds, rate and review the show if you haven't done that already. I know I ask you that fairly often and it's because it works. Those reviews, those ratings help more people see the show. If you've done that already, you're like, yep, been there, done that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And keep sharing the show as you feel led. Send a link of an episode or the blog post to someone who you think could use it. It sounds simple, but that's how this little community continues to grow is because people like you show up and rate and review and share. So thank you for doing that. And now let's get into today's episode. So it's called creating your own definition of success. And I feel like if there was a bingo card or a drinking game for me, it would have the word success on it. It would have something about me mentioning that I'm an Enneagram type three. Like these themes come up pretty often, right? Part of the deep work that I have to regularly do is come back to my own definition of success. And I wasn't doing a great job of that up until pretty recently. And you hear this all the time. You hear about how once you are a movie star and you get famous or you're a basketball player and you sign a deal and you have more money than you could ever imagine, it still isn't enough. You still find a way to be jealous of someone else or find a way to want more or to covet something. And I'm not making basketball player signing money, but I did hit some major milestones this year. I had some opportunities that I honestly couldn't have even dreamed up. And I hit some pretty big financial milestones, like things that I had written in my journal and they happened. And instead of me celebrating them, I was feeling like I still wasn't successful. I know that my work has cycles. That's just something I've, I've come to expect. In the consulting work that I do, I'll do work with a client for a few months or the length of a project, and then we have a break. And especially when you're working with larger clients, the pay cycles can take forever. And so I know that there is an ebb and a flow financially that happens in my business. And more and more, I found myself tying my worth to whatever my profit and loss statement said at the end of the month, which wasn't sustainable. And even when the low number was still higher than I could have expected at the end of last year, instead of celebrating the growth that a bad month is still what would have been a good month, I was just mad and upset and telling myself how I was failing. What happens, we hear this a lot, is that we move the goalpost. We tell ourselves, I tell myself that I'll feel successful when the bank account says this when I have this many followers or subscribers or listeners. And in reality, 
those things are completely arbitrary. Those things can go up and down in a moment's notice. And me tying my worth to that is just a recipe for disaster, quite frankly. And I realized, even though it's cliche, that nothing was ever going to be enough. It just wasn't. If I hit this financial goal, then I'd automatically start reaching towards another one. If this thing happened, then I'd look, okay, how can we do this bigger and better? And I don't want to be on that hamster wheel that keeps changing destinations. And I roll past one stop and then I'm still furiously running towards the next one, but really running in place because these goals aren't going to fulfill me or these definitions of success aren't going to fulfill me or give me happiness or any of those things. And yet I was expecting them to. And so I just had to sit down and pause with my journal, which is what I do when I'm in a place where I'm feeling stuck, when I'm feeling like my thoughts are all jumbled. And I just sat down and I asked myself some questions. Like really specifically, there were a couple of projects that I was feeling badly about. And it was the work that I do with Franklin Covey and Google. And I asked myself, why do I feel bad about those? Where is that coming from? And it was coming from this place of like, well, you aren't really self-employed if you have two very large clients that you have contracts with. And so I wouldn't let myself feel successful because somewhere along the way, I had picked up a definition of success that says those large clients don't count. Even as I was seeing these projects be able to fund other pieces of my business, other things that I want to do, I was beating myself up about the fact that these didn't fit into my definition of success. And then I asked myself another question in my journal. I said, okay, Taylor, why do you feel unsuccessful right now? Why do I feel unsuccessful right now? And what I came up with, I'm reading this straight from my journal, is that I've equated my earnings to my self-worth. Money is neutral. I need new metrics and measures of success. Honestly, that was a little bit embarrassing because for someone who talks about how important it is to create your own definition of success, I felt like I should be past this. I shouldn't have to have these like therapy sessions in my journal where I'm assessing what is getting to the bottom of these things, getting to the bottom of why I'm feeling bad about certain places where money is coming in or getting to the bottom why I'm feeling unsuccessful. I should just have these metrics and measures of success, but they weren't clear enough. And I also noticed that I was defaulting to what I've been told because it had been a while since I had taken the time to define success for myself. And that was getting fuzzier and fuzzier. I just went on autopilot based on what I'd heard. I went to money. I went to followers and subscribers and all of those different things. And so to get out of that, I had to sit with myself. Isn't that where everything goes that I talk about? Everything that I do comes back to sitting with yourself, to understanding what's going on in the surface, understanding what you actually want. And so that's what I did. I created some new metrics and measures of success and made sure that they really didn't have to do with money. They had to do with things that I could control. And I got to these measures of success, and I'm going to share them with you, by thinking about when I felt my best, 
This is something that I want you to do too. Journal about it, take a walk and think about it. But think about when it is that you feel your best. When do you feel alive? When do you feel energized? When do you feel like you're making an impact? Think about those moments. Don't even get into the success piece. Just think about those specific moments. What is going right in those moments? Take some time to think about that. Think about the things that sustain you. When you have a month where you don't make as much money or where not as many people listen to your podcast or not as many people donate to your nonprofit or your boss doesn't tell you what a good job you are doing in front of your other colleagues. When you have those times where there aren't those external markers of success, what gets you through? What sustains you? And then finally, think about what actually matters to you. When your phone is turned off and no one else can see you putting on a happy face, when there aren't performance reviews or bonuses, when it's just you by yourself, no outside input, what matters to you? Those are the questions that I pondered as I was thinking about my own definition of success. That's what I sat with. And I came up with four measures of success that already I find myself returning to regularly. When something doesn't go quite as I planned, when I see someone else who's being successful in their own way, these are like my blinders. They bring me back to where I'm headed, what I'm actually working towards. So again, from my journal, Taylor is successful if Matt and her close circle feel supported and cared for. And that was the first one that I wrote. I want my partner to feel like he is a priority. And that's something that honestly, I don't feel like I'm successful in a lot of the time because it's easy for me to prioritize the people on Instagram or on this podcast or in whatever program. And so reminding myself, number one measure for success is that Matt and the people that I'm close to, the people who know me, even if I'm off Instagram for months or years, those people should feel like I care for them, like I am there for them. Number one measure of success for me. The second one is that I'm successful if I have the flexibility and autonomy to say yes and no without obligation. And honestly, this is when I would talk about my definition of success more broadly. This is where the one that like came to me most clearly is that success for me is freedom and flexibility. I can work from the bathtub. I can take a nap in the middle of the day if I need to. If I get a random burst of inspiration in an evening, I can sit down and work and do that too. I I love that flexibility. And that's where I got caught up in for a while without having these other measures of success to kind of round it out. It's still really important. Like this piece that I added though, this yes or no without obligation is something that I'm growing into. I'm sure that you'll hear more about it on the podcast, but being able to let my yes be yes, let my no be no, and not feel like I have to do it because if I say yes to this, then maybe this will happen in the future. But just to trust my body, 
to trust my intuition and to be able to say a full body yes or be able to say, nope, not right now. So that's my second measure of success. And it's stuff where I still feel like I have room to grow in it. I feel like I I said yes to something recently and I actually had to backtrack it and be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Thankfully, this person said that I could meditate on it and think about it. And when I did, it became clear that was a no and they actually honored it. But I'm still struggling. I don't want to have to backtrack things. I want to be able to say yes or no right away and feel really good about that. Third measure of success for me. I am successful if my work positively impacts at least one person. One person. That's it. This is really grounding to me because when I see people who seem like they are so far ahead of me and I want to be there where I am impacting people at such a large scale that I can lose sight of the people who are here right now. You who are listening, who are reading my newsletter, who like my dancing videos on Instagram that try to help you talk about personal development too. Those are the things that I lose sight of when I try and get so caught up in more and more and more. If my work positively impacts at least one person, I'm good. And honestly, sometimes that person is me. Sometimes me doing the work of preparing a podcast changes how I show up in the rest of my life. Me doing the inner worksheets monthly and weekly for inner workout. Like, yeah, I created those because I want other people to use them too, but they really help me too. So knowing that my work impacts people, a single person, and sometimes that single person might be me, and that's enough. That's more than enough. And then this last measure of success is that I have enough to enjoy, and to be generous. And then I put in parentheses, there's always a way to be generous. I will be honest, quitting my full-time job definitely put a wrench in our finances. I was making decent money and I also was doing stuff on the side. So I had stuff coming in on the side and I cut that guaranteed income in half. It was hard for a long time. And so I feel like I was so focused on restoring us back to a point where we're at the same level as my full-time salary, and then I could give, and then I could be generous. And I've been finding myself just being called to be generous right now. Like I have big dreams and plans for how me specifically, but also Matt and I in our partnership can care for others. But just because we don't have like some type of foundation or something right now doesn't mean that we can't be generous. And so I love that I added this piece here about there's always a way to be generous. Sometimes it is generous with time. That can be in a friendship, just listening to a friend, what they're going through, helping them research something. Sometimes that's generous with money. And again, it's not about the amount of money. It's just little things like being able to Say, you know what, why don't you order dinner for yourself? Or here's someone that I know that's posting a GoFundMe. Let me put a little bit towards it. Outside of the other, I mean, obviously there are nonprofits and all these other things that we can support in trying to do that as well. But just realizing that it doesn't have to be a lot or take a lot to be generous. 
And also, I'm investigating a lot what it means to have enough, what is actually enough. Because again, if I think of enough as amount of money in our bank account or being able to afford to do certain things, that can always shift. So I can afford to have someone come clean our home after COVID's over, but then I'm going to say, oh, but I wish that they could come twice a month instead of once a month. Oh, and then I wish that they could come every week. Like there's always a way for that to move. And so I need to do more work around how do I know that I have enough? What what does that look like? What does that feel like? And how do I hold myself to that? Because I do want to be generous. I feel really strongly about that. So those are my metrics and definitions for success. If Matt and my close friends or close circle, because that includes family, feel supported and cared for. I have flexibility and autonomy to say yes or no without obligation. My work positively impacts at least one person. And I have enough to enjoy and to be generous. And there's always a way to be generous. So those are my four metrics and definitions of success. And when I find myself looking at someone else and wishing that I had that, I had what they had, I had more, I can come back and see, am I doing these four things? And sometimes it's check, 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 check. I'm doing all those four things. And sometimes there's a place where I could be investing my energy instead of comparing to someone else. I could be investing my energy in trying to live into my definition of success more deeply. So I really encourage you to do this work yourself. I mentioned that before I shared my definitions of success about just starting with thinking about when you feel your best. You might also think about, okay, what is making me feel unsuccessful right now? And lean into those things and then start writing it out. Start writing down some definitions of success for yourself. Put them somewhere where you can see it, where you can return to them regularly. Make it a habit that when you find yourself feeling unsuccessful or less than, that you can come back to those things and remind yourself what you're actually working towards. Because once you create your own definition of success, you are released from all of those external definitions of success. You don't have to chase a promotion or awards or all of these different things. You're held to the standards that you've created. So put them someplace where you can see them, return to them as often as you need to, maybe more often than you think that you need to, and let them guide you. We are headed into a series at the end of the year where I'll talk about what goal setting and intention setting has looked like for me as I wrap up 2020 and what the work that I did around my birthday and envisioning my 28th year and what 2021 can look like. And this is a foundation that I think you all need to have. So if you want to follow along for the series, I encourage you to set aside some time this week to create your own definitions of success, create your own metrics, create your own milestones, and start to work with them because I'll mention them later in the the next three episodes that we have coming up. So thank you for spending this time with me. Thank you for listening. I'm living into one of my definitions of success right now. I'm getting to have an impact. I will be back in your earbuds next week. 
thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 